0: Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zahner. I'm Zoo. Happy birthday, honor Happy birthday? What? Yeah. Didn't you know? Dear listener.
0: Because we are old.
1: We're old. We are old. See, we're recording this right now on March 26th. That's a Sunday. Um, Zahner, you've been traveling.
0: Yes, I'm jet-lagged beyond belief, and I really want to go to bed.
1: Yeah, but he's here recording this, just like he has every week, Um, and we actually know exactly how long. This is our birthday week. Monday, the 27th, the day this podcast goes up, and the earliest you can hear it, marks the 8th birthday of the site.
0: And our anniversary of the podcast, what, five or six years Six years on April 1st. On April 1st. So we've got a couple momentous occasions coming up here. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It is. And the amazing thing is people have listened to us for this long. Yeah,
1: I, um, I brought this up to my wife this morning saying, she's like, you know, I remember when you first started this going, "Eh, I'm sure this is just an April fool's joke. He's not going to do it for more than a couple weeks. And I think we've we've said the same thing here on the air a couple times, too. Yeah,
0: well, the thing is, a lot of podcasts don't go past five or six episodes. And we've tried to spin up some podcasts. Um, SD Files, I think we did 50 episodes. Mm-hmm, um, yep. We had the Moving Picture Show, which before that was a different iteration, which, which lasted a bit. And then we've got Generic Geek, which right now I think is sitting at, at 19 episodes, but it's not dead. It's slow, but it's not dead. So
1: We have a few uh, Stolen Droids Presents under our belt. And we had one special episode for the Sopa Pippa, which does not have a number but is a Stolen Droids podcast.
0: Yes. We have done a lot of recording of ourselves.
1: We have. Far I more have. than I ever wanted done.
0: Yeah, yeah. Far more no. than I've listened to, i got to be honest, because I really well, hate listening to myself.
1: We do have a lot of thanks for our sponsors at TruckRadio.net, KryptonRadio.com, uh, GeekFactor Radio, Radio KSCR, and Stitcher.com, who uh, have stuck with us and have helped broadcast our admittedly lacking voices for many years. Our misadventures. Yes, that'll do that. Speaking of voices, you may notice um, mine sounds a little bit better, I hope. Um, my mic has been sent in for repair, and I have a new mic in its place. Zona, you're still rocking our, our old school, the Yeti.
0: Yeah, I'm rocking the Blue Yeti, which, you know, it's a good mic. In fact, it's kind of funny because I, I was at a conference for my for my work this week, and they recorded a presentation that I gave. And they brought in a a Yeti microphone. And I'm like, I'm familiar with how this works. Thank you very much. It's a great mic. (laughs) And and I go to different city governments and whatnot, and they they talk about recording their council meetings and other meetings, and they all use the Blue Yeti. It's a very versatile, very popular mic that works nicely. I got to say, I like it. Yeah, if you need one mic that can do nearly everything, that one's it. And this is not a paid endorsement, but however, if Yeti would or excuse me, if Blue Microphones would like to pay us for endorsing the Yeti or really any other microphone, they can they can definitely hit us up. I and mean, I don't think they're hurting for
1: uh, for sponsorship opportunities. I've reached out to them many times I've spoken with them in person. Um and they're like, "Oh, that that's nice. Thanks. We're glad you're a fan." Whereas Audio-Technica, on the other hand, who I use, you know, I use their headphones. I'm using their headphones right now. I've used their buds. I use their mics. Um, They're like, oh, yeah, here, let us send you out some stuff. Thank you so much.
0: Maybe I should do that because, yeah, I I need to fix my ATR 2100 because it's got a short in it. One of these
1: days we need to actually do an episode or a video or something on how we do this. So if anyone wants to do their own podcast, I mean, we're doing this six years now, episode 311, um, all told, if you add everything up, we're probably around 450 episodes, would you say?
0: Something like that.
1: Yeah, the things we've learned and and, and whatnot.
0: Well, you know, I think it's funny, too, because there's still questions that people will ask us. They're like, okay, so how do I make money being a podcaster? And are you guys listed on iTunes yet?
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, that one still comes.
1: You you saw that post I did then, huh? I did. Okay, so number one, uh obviously no one listening to this show right now needs to know how to find us. You found us, congratulations. But when we introduce ourselves to people, we still get to this day Oh, oh you're a podcast. How long have you been doing this? Oh about six years. Oh. So have you made it onto iTunes yet? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're that's like step number two, right behind finding a name.
0: Yeah, we've been on iTunes for about 6 years. Yeah, longer than we've actually been recording. Yeah, that's kind of kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Okay. We don't have any feedback. I mean, I don't have any feedback. You've been on the road this entire time.
0: Yeah, I I'm lucky to be awake at the moment.
1: Yeah, and I feel bad about that, because kn- we knew you were going traveling again. You said it in the last week's episode. And then Monday morning comes, and I'm sending you all these hilarious links or funny stories I thought you'd be interested in, just pinging you constantly, and you're not writing back. I'm like, man, what is up with him? And it wasn't until like Wednesday morning that I remembered, oh, yeah, he's traveling. He's by air. He's by car. He's on site. He's with other businesses. He probably doesn't want me to keep pinging his phone like this.
0: Well, and the interesting thing is, I kind of had to just shut everything off. Uh, because, of, I was in classes and, and then I actually went to a customer, uh, and did some training there, um, for them. I wasn't the one being trained there. And then I had to give a presentation and you weren't the only one that was doing that I, on Friday as I was giving a presentation to a group of people there at our corporate office, my phone was blowing up. It was my wife just talking. <laughs> Just wanting to chat. She hadn't chatted with me for a couple of days and she wanted to see what was going on, but she forgot that seven thirty here is nine thirty in Cleveland and my presentation started at nine o'clock.
1: So. Just another reason to hate Cleveland.
0: You know, I actually like Cleveland.
1: Do you feel Cleveland rocks?
0: Sure. If Drew Carey says so, I'm gonna take his word for it.
1: I think it's actually President of the United States of America.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it was the theme song for the Drew Carey Show. So indeed.
1: So first headline.
0: <laughs> but I am going on the road again this week. I will be at Disneyland this week. So.
1: You know how we have the hashtag hacks honor What we should have is the hashtag, hashtag finds honor Like if you can find Zoner in his travels, you know, let's do that.
0: Let, yeah, I say I, we. I will be I say in we Southern do California this week. Uh, I will be attending a production of Finding Neverland one night, and I will be at Disneyland on Friday and Saturday. So
1: so if you, in the Anaheim area uh, of SoCal, and we have quite a few friends out there, happen to see Zoner, snap a picture with him. You have to have a, a selfie with him. Post it on Twitter or on our Facebook, hashtag Finding Zonor. We'll send you a gift card or something. We'll work it out.
0: Yeah, we'll I like fi- this idea. We'll figure something out.
1: I like this. Now it has to be verified, and obviously, if you're t- snapping a selfie with him, he's gonna know. <laughs> so I will. So he'll be able to verify too.
0: Probably. Well, let's hope because you know I am gonna still be pretty. I'm gonna be messed up by next week with my like whole mental capacity due to lack of sleep. Mm. It's gonna be such awful. a change from normal. It's gonna be. It's gonna be bad. It's going to be bad, because I, I'm coming from East Coast last week, and I'm going to West Coast next week. That's a three-hour time difference. I'm going to be burnt, dude. That sucks. Yeah. But it'll be into, fun. It makes for into good... Into First Headline now? It, it makes for good shows. Yeah, let's talk shows. Okay. You know? Let's do that. We can do, we can that. do this. That, that is why we're here.
1: Um, okay. Into uh, our favorite company we currently love to hate. That seems to change from time to time, and right now, there always seems to be one company that just can't do anything right for a prolonged period of time. Remember, there was Sony, there was BlackBerry. We had one week where Google couldn't do anything. is still
0: on that list,
1: man. Oh, I know, I know. Sony's gotten better. Well, right now, it's Uber, and it's not just our list. It's everyone's list.
0: Yeah, there is that list when you say, yeah, I'm, you're on my list. Uber is now on pretty much everyone's list, I think, at this point.
1: So, uh, right now, we we talked about their self driving car tech and how it was pulled out of San Francisco after California basically threw them off the road for driving without permits. Illegal. And not just, yeah, not just without permits, basically flaunting it. They were told very specifically not to do it without permits. They did it anyway and ignored all warnings. So they moved to Arizona. And also, I, I think, Pennsylvania,
0: I guess? Yeah, they were doing things I think in in Philadelphia, is that right? Oh, Pittsburgh, sorry, Pittsburgh. And they were I hadn't saying heard self-driving that self-driving cars were going to be a thing within the next couple of years based solely on what was happening in Pittsburgh.
1: Right. Well, um th- there's been a rather large crash involving one of their cars in Tempe, Arizona. Now, we're quick to point out that according to police on the scene, and we're not there, there's no video of it or anything, so we only have a police report to go off of. The driverless car was not at fault. Someone else failed to yield uh, at a turn and, yeah, caused an accident. Uber is quick to point out that, you know, this is just another example of imperfect humans. It's going to happen, and they're right. However, the picture of the driverless car basically flipped over. It sticks with you.
0: It it really does. It's not a good visual. It's not a good visual.
1: It reminds me of one of those pictures they show you in Driver's Ed, you know? Johnny and Sarah were just out for another drive, and they wanted to play the radio and weren't paying attention to the road. Don't end up like Johnny and Sarah. Like You expect to see the Jaws of Life pulling some poor robot out of the driver's seat, uh, because, you know, driverless car.
0: (laughs) That's an awesome visual,
1: (laughs) You have to be careful with that, because the jaws of life, you could nick the actual robot driver instead. You don't know where he starts and the car ends.
0: That is true. That is true. But, I mean, now, obviously, with this not being Uber's fault, you might be saying, well, why are they stopping, or why are they suspending their self-driving program? Uh, they want to make sure that there was nothing that they could have done to avoid this. You know, sometimes stuff happens. We get mm-hmm. that. This is true. And But Uber wants to make sure that you know, there was no way that the, the ride's human driver could have avoided the collision by taking over the vehicle, um, maybe tweak the software so that it would have detected that this person wasn't going to yield the right-of-way. I mean, there's there's a couple couple different things they can look into here. Um, uh,
1: we should point out, too, also that uh, there was no passenger in the Uber car. Yes. And there are no reports of any serious injuries. Um, so if we're being perfectly honest, best case scenario. Yeah. You know, it really is
0: a best case scenario.
1: What I want to know is, and this is new to me because I don't have a robot driver in my family and my oldest kid is still like two, three, two and a half years out from getting their license. But I've told him, you know, when it comes to driving only follow two rules. Two rules that you should never, ever, ever forget. No matter what state you're in, jurisdiction, what country, what kind of car you're driving, it doesn't matter. These two rules are universal, and you should never forget them. Rule number one, don't be a jerk. Rule number two, assume everyone else is an idiot and is trying to kill you. <laughs> this is true. If you go into any roadway, you could you could take me and tomorrow drop me on the Audubon. I would be able to get by just fine just with those two rules. I may not be able to read speed limits or anything else. But it's that inherent defensive driving that we try and teach our teenagers, and, you know, they usually don't listen, but that humans have built in because, you know, we have self-preservation instincts. Can you teach an AI that? Can you teach a driverless car to drive defensively? Is that an objective program that you can apply, or is that something that only comes from emotion from fear from experience from i don't know sense of mortality
0: i don't know that's a really good question i think eventually it's going to get to that point right now i don't think it's there
1: and that'll be when the overlord forms and suddenly we're all being chased by terminators well that's what it is skynet is just an extension of road rage it really all the movies all the movies got it wrong
0: Somebody cut off some robot somewhere and Skynet's getting back. Now,
1: that's it. That's it. I've been passed in on the inside lane or on the outside lane for the last time. I'm building giant robots and killing you all.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We've been saying it for years. Judgment Day is nigh. And the Westboro Baptist Church is saying, yes, we agree. And they they mistake Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Different judgment day.
1: I can't wait for to see them with their sign, God hates Terminators. And everyone's like, well, I just, oh, wait, no, we agree with you on that. Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's going to happen. Just wait. Prediction um, show. Prediction show. First.
1: <laughs> we haven't done one of those in forever. We haven't. Um, speaking of us versus the machines. You remember that uh, case? What was it? Tennessee? Was it Kentucky? It was some place where everyone owns guns. Utah. Not all of Utah. Parts of Utah. Um. There was a gentleman who flew a drone near or over his neighbor's house.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, and this. in Kentucky. And the neighbor
1: in Kentucky. That's right. The neighbor claims it was hovering over his um, daughter who was sunbathing. And so he took his gun and he shot it down. Now, the pilot sued the neighbor. Um, Wait, hold on. I have to get these names right because they both sound like rednecks.
0: You got Boggs and Meredith. David Boggs um, sued William Meredith, who is the person who shot down the drone.
1: Okay, so Boggs sued the neighbor, Meredith saying that, um, you know, he he destroyed my drone. Uh, Meredith said that, no, he was trespassing. I had every right. Um, then he tried suing him for uh, repair to the drone. Uh, then there was a motion to dismiss. A senior U.S. district judge has ruled to dismiss the entire case, uh, sti- citing that the federal court is not the proper venue for the claim. The problem is,
0: yeah, that's, it. that's interesting. So, so go on. Problem? Basically, the judge just pleaded the fifth. Is that how you see that? I, that's how I see it.
1: That was the judge saying, I don't want any part of this. This isn't the place for it. I don't care. I don't care that it is a landmark case or it could set precedent for the legal ramifications of... Trespassing and drones and shooting other people's properties. I'm going to say that this is nothing more than a neighbor's quarrel, and I'm out. Now he's not wrong. It is a neighbor's quarrel. It happens to be a neighbor's quarrel using, you know, firearms versus something that the FAA says is protected.
0: Yeah, I mean, with the fact, just the fact that the FAA regulates drones and and airspace, um, I would think that federal court would be the place for it
1: but even the faa has said that they've stayed out of it yeah and that's where this problem goes into because we've talked about it on this show this is an entirely gray murky area you own your land you have trespassing rights on your land you don't own a lot of airspace above the land i want to say it's like 80 feet in residential
0: so i can build an 80 foot tower
1: it depends on your city code, but no one can fly within eighty feet. So a helicopter because of can't. Because my tower. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but so a helicopter can't buzz your house at eighty feet. Yeah. And drones aren't supposed to be able to go in that either. But also, drones can't fly above three hundred feet because the FAA has put out other regulations, and they can't fly at night. But is any of that? look, there's a church right behind my house. And if you stand just right on a stool on the other side of the fence, you can peek over the fence into our house, right? And there are laws about that. You can't, I can't arrest someone for it, but I can call the police and they can cite them or warn them or you know, escort them away or whatnot, even though they're on public, they're not public. It's private property, but it's not my private property. And they're looking in They're They're not technically not trespassing. And yet in a way they are. And yet now we have these rules saying, well, if you're hovering a high definition, 4k camera with a hundred X zoom on top of your neighbor's property, but so long as you're outside that 80 feet, you not a problem.
0: It's kind of creepy. Is that really any different, though, than somebody parked across the street in their house with a nice telephoto zoom lens on their camera?
1: And this is the world we live in now. This is why it's it's all murky. There is. I have no answer. I would be pissed if someone was flying a drone around my house and maybe they were using it to look in on my daughters. Maybe they weren't. It doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. But I'd be pissed either way. One yeah. of them, I'd probably shoot them, and the other one, I'd shoot the drone. So I guess, yes, it does matter to a degree, but I don't know. That's, that's, so, uh, that's weird. So, I don't like to, it.
0: To make this a, a TLDR version, drone hunting is now legal.
1: <laughs> so long as you do it from your property.
0: Just do it on your property and shoot down all the drones you want.
1: Which is funny, because in most cases, sitting on your porch, shooting your gun at other people's stuff normally gets
0: you into trouble i would think there's got to be some sort of ordinance for discharging a firearm within city limits it's kentucky i don't know man i got in trouble as a kid for discharging a firearm within city limits i was shooting it's a,
1: kentucky this is how the blind people navigate in streets
0: backyard dude they, they, don't, they
1: don't they don't use seen eye dogs or canes they just shoot randomly down the street and people get out of their way <laughs> cars too
0: <laughs> Wow, how many Kentuckians can we offend?
1: Kentuckians don't even know what a podcast is.
0: Ooh, snap! It's true.
1: Um, okay, let's um, let's go back to Amazon. We actually made this prediction a while ago, but I think, I think so I long ago it. you you did do it, but so long ago I don't think we can claim credit for it anymore. Um, Amazon has announced they will start to collect sales tax in most states starting. April 1st. This is not an April Fools joke.
0: Unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately, and there's a good reason why. Um they I should say that they are still not going to charge sales tax in Alaska, Delaware, Oregon, Montana, or New Hampshire um because they don't have sales tax in those states.
0: Yeah.
1: Um now the big reason as to why this is is mainly because in most cases, Amazon has launched warehouses or distribution centers in all of those, all other states. It's why you can get a lot of things faster.
0: Yeah, so quick. I mean, same day, same day delivery in some places.
1: So they are kind of being forced to to charge sales tax. And for a long time, they were just eating it. They were still paying it, but they weren't uh, passing that on to users. There's a cat's buttholes on her.
0: Yeah, I'm looking right at it. Oh, jeez. Your cat needs to be decent. Um, Put a diaper on that thing. I don't want to see that nice little... <laughs> oh, what? Okay, never no mind. I'm not going to talk about your cat's butthole. He just shoved it right in the mic. <laughs> he did. He did. Wow, he is like running laps around your head. That's kind of entertaining. This is how
1: I die, by the way. Choking on my own... <laughs> headphone cable from the cat.
0: Yeah, probably. I can see it happening. Uh, we'll make sure to put it on your headstone. Died while podcasting, asphyxiated <laughs> by cat.
1: Just how he wanted to go out. <laughs> <laughs> clamoring uh, for views.
0: You know though, in in Utah, there are a lot of there's a lot of controversy with the Amazon sales tax because uh, it's reported and I think that people have started backing off from this, but the government approached amazon and said look collect sales tax we'll let you keep like 85 percent of it and you give us the rest and it's a good day
1: we'll call it good and the government is still making more off of this than they were before
0: but that seems really shady to me it's unbelievably
1: shady but when have we ever assumed that amazon was on the up and up when it came to money
0: I don't know that we ever have. Uh, we've never had reason to not assume. It's the
1: place where you can buy uh, baby toys and sex toys from the same site. There's nothing good about that. Nothing good will ever come from that.
0: Are you sure?
1: Yeah, I'm sure you can buy both those things.
0: Because don't one lead to the other?
1: <laughs> yeah, but not like with next day shipping.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the it makes me wonder how many deals like this Amazon cut with state governments. And I, I can't blame them, but if they're going to be collecting sales tax because the government is allegedly losing billions of dollars in sales tax revenue, why would they then turn around and give it back to Amazon for only right. a fraction of that? I mean, they're complaining how bad this is. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it it seems just really, really shady. Uh, It seems
1: also like a really poor position to uh, negotiate from. Hey, hey, uh, thanks for doing that thing that you should be doing by law. Hey, we're going to give 85% of it back to you. Yeah. Well, gee, I pay taxes because I'm forced to by law. Can I get 85% of them back?
0: I would love that. I would love that. But of course, we're just simple people. We don't understand how the wheels of government actually work.
1: Simple computer folk. Yes. Like our forefathers before us.
0: <laughs> we are back plebeians. in the day when
1: my great great grandfather first came and claimed this email address. We've been working this URL, and our children will work this URL after us. That got really deep. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, let's talk about Google. Google is um, making some changes. Some changes I don't think people are going to like. They are retiring Google Talk. That's okay. You know, we we knew that that we knew they were going to be doing that. But they've also announced that they're not just doing that. They're simultaneously going to possibly take SMS out of Google Hangouts. Why does that matter? Well, if you have uh, if you use Google Hangouts as your SMS carrier. Uh, That's very handy on Android, because Hangouts is a very nice chat program, but also it means that you can then get your SMS in Google Hangouts on your computer. You can respond to people, you can get them on there, it's very, very, very handy. And it was kind of a nice nexus, um, you know, if you pardon the Android pun, uh, of all your instant messaging, because you could get your SMS, you could make phone calls, you could do group chat, video chat, voice, um, I already said voice calls. But you could do all sorts of stuff all through Hangouts. And we've been lamenting this over the past couple months about how Google has then been taking that and fracturing it and taking this piece and spinning it off to ALO and this piece and sending it off to Duo or, you know, this or this or this. It's And it's getting ridiculous. I think taking SMS out of it is going to be, be the last straw. And I say that because it's a feature I know Schmitty uses. He lives off of it. And if you can piss off Schmitty against Google and Android, that's saying something.
0: That's a problem right there. Nobody wants an angry Schmidt.
1: That's how World War II started.
0: I think it is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I I say this, it seems like every week. I don't understand what Google is doing with their messaging platforms. And this is just another, another instance of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Indeed, Um, let's talk about other pointless tech. I don't know how that segues sausage, you know. Break
0: out the sausage, sausage
1: party. Oh, (laughs) you! Facebook is introducing a wacky and wild new technology you've never seen before, called GIFs. See, gifts are these animated images that really say that you belong back on MySpace. Facebook is experimenting with a GIF button for comments. So you can now respond to comments or posts or responses with a GIF.
0: You know, they've got this in their messenger. I don't know that I, I mean, I'll occasionally respond with an animated GIF or something. That's just totally awesome. And, and I'll I'll light the comment sections on fire with them on occasion, but do I need a button? I I would just as soon go copy the link and paste it in or copy the image and paste it in because I know how to do that. There's a lot of people who don't know how to do that. And these are the people that I don't want having this kind of power in my timeline.
1: I would just like to point out to people who evidently don't remember history Um, What led to MySpace's downfall? It's like, does anyone else remember visiting your friend's MySpace page to see if, ooh, maybe I got moved up onto their top eight, or maybe they posted something, a new picture or something, and immediately being just bombarded with an animated GIF background and stupid stickers everywhere and an autoplay song that you did not care
0: about. Followed by a seizure.
1: I, I'm just saying, maybe that we can look at this a different way. Maybe it's the death of Facebook.
0: At this point, do you think that the that that Facebook will die, or have they just become so big that they're they're like the car companies or the banks? They're too big to fail.
1: I don't know. The idea of a government subsidized Facebook uh, momentarily just terrified me.
0: Oh, that, that's straight-up terrifying. But, you know, you stop and think about it. Facebook is baked into everything. I mean, there are... I hate it. I, I wanted to um, check out an app. And it, it was just an image app. had different pictures. And, unfortunately, you couldn't even download them for your background on your phone, which kind of pissed me off. But I was looking at it, and before I could even do it, I needed to log in with Facebook. Which, it wasn't a Facebook company, it wasn't a Facebook app, but they insisted that I log in with Facebook so that they could have that data. And I well, really Well, it was because then like they it.
1: get credited with the views.
0: Yes. I really did not like that. So, I immediately uninstalled it. But, yeah, it's just, I, d- I don't understand how Facebook can even go away at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's go into um, good tech news, and it directly relates to you and I.
0: Oh, sweet! We need some good news.
1: Yes. Well, we love T-Mobile. They're wacky. They're kind of your inappropriate drunk uncle, and I don't mean like in a handsy, rapey kind of way. I mean more in a uh, bucks the system, gets away with it, does it with a wink in his eye, and you know signs you out of out of school early.
0: This T-Mobile is the uncle that talks crap on your grandma at Thanksgiving dinner.
1: This is Uncle Buck, if you're yes. old enough to remember that movie.
0: Oh, I love John Candy. Um, so
1: T-Mobile is uh, introducing a new feature that will fl- flag known scam calls for wireless users. The scan ID will pop up an indicator that says likely scam if it's coming from a number that's identified uh, in a database of scam callers. That now I awesome. love this because I typically screen my phone calls. If a number comes in that I don't recognize, I immediately Google the number. I do the same thing. And, um, annoyingly, you remember last week when, uh, we reported on that huge database of people's corporate information that got hacked and leaked. Yeah. I've been getting nonstop calls and text messages since then.
0: I haven't gotten any text messages, but I have gotten a lot of phone calls that I don't recognize the number.
1: Yep. If you have it, um, they're going to be. If you have T-Mobile, they're going to start uh, rolling it out uh, for free. If you want it early, I mean, if you don't have it automatically turned on as fast as you want, you can request it starting April fifth.
0: So just in a few days. Nice.
1: Yep. Uh, you want to turn it on? Dial pound six six two pound.
0: No six six four.
1: Well, that's to request it.
0: Oh, to request it. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Once you have it. Uh, You can turn it on with 662 and turn it back off with 663.
0: I would think this is something that they should just automatically turn on for everyone. Yeah,
1: but I understand why they don't. Whenever you opt people in automatically without telling them or giving them that option, everything goes wrong.
0: That is true. It's like giving everybody a free U2 U2 album. Then they just get angry and hate U2. Huh, 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 huh. No, I wasn't trying to be funny there. That wasn't a pun. Don't oh. you remember when Apple did that? They gave everybody. Oh, uh,
1: I do remember that. Okay. I do. It was not good. Hey, speaking of Apple, and speaking of scammers, someone tried to scam Apple this week. It nice. didn't go well.
0: So. I heard a little bit about this. I didn't see everything, but it looked like they're trying to um, extort them. Is that yeah? Is that the right it, word?
1: Yeah, they, they're calling themselves the Turkish Crime Family. Which hey, I guess if you got to go with a hacker name, at least be you know accurate. Um, they're trying to tell Apple. Well, they are telling Apple that we have millions of Apple accounts, and we will remotely wipe all these iOS devices unless you pay us seventy five thousand dollars in Bitcoin. Or $100,000 in iTunes gift cards. Um, These people are idiots because, A, Apple has already said there haven't been any breaches. Uh, The list appears that it has been uh, found through other sources, so other hacks have given them this information. Um, they are B, they're actively working with law enforcement to monitor any unauthorized uh, wipes or shutdowns. So as soon as they do that, they're busted. And C, okay, asking for Bitcoin makes sense because it's untraceable. iTunes gift card, very traceable.
0: Yeah. You know, that kind of reminds me of, I got some, I, I got a virus on my computer one time. And it came up with a Department of Justice thing saying that my computer had been used in child pornography and, and other things and down at the bottom it said you have 48 hours to pay us this fine and like $893 or something but they wanted it payable via CVS gift cards which right there was a I mean that's a dead giveaway that this is this is fraud but uh, iTunes gift cards? I mean, really? Really? My first thought is what are they gonna do with a hundred thousand dollars in iTunes gift cards other than maybe sell them at a fraction and make some money that way?
1: They've just run really low on Pokeballs.
0: <laughs> you know, with the new Gen
1: 2 rollout, they just can't catch them all and they need more Pokeballs.
0: I, I just I look at that and I just think this is ridiculous.
1: Speaking of mildly ridiculous, I mean, i got to give props where Apple gets props, but I still don't think this is going to work. They've released a new iPad. They didn't really talk about it. They've kind of flown it under the radar. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Most iPads haven't changed in a long time. They're a little bit thinner. They're a little bit faster, longer battery life, better display. But by and large, they've stayed really the same and for the most part that's okay because you don't change a winning formula right yeah but ipad sales have been declining since the ipad 2 so maybe the formula isn't winning quite as much as they'd like so they've introduced a new one and what does it have different how is it more powerful how is it bigger and beefier it's not it's actually slower thicker uh with a crappy display but it's cheaper
0: Now, you look at the Android tablet market. Not doing well. There are tons and tons of companies out there that make low-end Android tablets that generally work well for a few months and then they're trash. But you're paying 100 200 bucks for them, so I mean at that price they're disposable. Obviously, Apple is going after those users. Trying to bring them into the Apple fold.
1: Or Apple users who haven't upgraded since the Air 2.
0: Yes. Are these going to start to be seen as a disposable Apple product? Well, the cheapest one is still $329. Which isn't very cheap, but comparatively speaking, yeah, We're is. We're looking
1: at a 9.7-inch screen, 32 gigs of storage. Uh, it is an Apple, so if you're into the Apple ecosystem. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I feel very mixed about this. 329 is not disposable tablet money. It, it just isn't. It's not there yet. It's a really good effort and Apple does tend to build things pretty well but then they talk about where they really cut the corner and the major corner they cut is the screen the touch screen isn't bonded to the display it isn't a retina display i that's a major thing especially when you consider the fact yeah there's a noticeable air gap between the touch screen digitizer and the screen itself apple's always been about the display
0: they have, which is it's interesting that they're diverting from that because, I mean, I remember when they came out with the retina display on the iPad, that was like the big thing that they were touting. Mm-hmm. That was the main selling feature.
1: So time will tell how well this does. I'm not going to make a, a say one way or another because honestly, I don't know. Uh, this could be, it could be something that Apple aficionados have been waiting for. Hey, look, now I can afford to buy one for my kids. True. Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If you are an Apple-only household, then yes, this is about as disposable a tablet as you will ever have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how this takes off, if it if it goes well, or if it just kind of does what iPad sales have been doing for the last few years.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, moving into the PC side of things, you remember years ago when the uh, Mac Pro came out, the trash can one? I do. Uh, yeah, we talked about it with Colin a couple times, and all of us agreed if we could afford one, we'd get one because it was just pretty looking. And I, I lamented. Yeah, it's a pretty machine. It is a pretty machine. Even if you can't ever open it up and expand the hardware, you almost never need to because it's packed to the gills with technology. It's just nice. And we really lamented the fact that um, the PC world had no, no analog. They had nothing to, to combat that with. Yeah, It's taken years, but Corsair has announced the One. That's not me getting all Neo on you. That is what it's called, the Corsair One. And uh, I gotta tell you, it's pretty gorgeous. Now, Corsair is known for building high-end PC components. Uh, my computer is made of mostly Corsair parts. But this one is not meant to be user-serviceable. It's built the way it is, and that's about it. It's a little bit bigger than a Mac Pro. It looks kind of like a monolith. It has this giant, beautiful heatsink on the top, and a huge fan that draws everything up out of the top. And that's really the only fan in the system. It has two very large radiators: one that cools the CPU, one that cools the graphics. And I gotta say, it's gorgeous. Um, it's VR ready. There's a Pro version of it for $2,200, but if that's too much, there's an entry-level one for 1800 So, you know, price-wise, it's on par with the uh, Mac Pro.
0: Now, one of the big things that I like about PCs is the fact that they are user-serviceable. So, I, I, I'm a little bit reluctant with this. I mean, if I want something that I can't fix myself, I'm getting a Mac, but... I don't know, Corsair does have good reputation. They do make good stuff. So, and it is a pretty machine.
1: It's very pretty. And this is an article from Engadget and they have some press photos from Corsair that show it kind of blown apart where you can see all the individual pieces and you can really appreciate the beauty of the engineering that went into this thing. I'm not just trying to gush, but I have a real soft spot for well-engineered hardware. Something that almost becomes an art. It's because you're Japanese. It probably is. And, you know, the Mac Pro, the trash can, is that. Yes. It took some really, really inspired engineering to get it to do what it does in the space it does it for as little noise.
0: And if this thing can match that, hey, you know what? I'm all for it. Yeah, I, it definitely looks good. I Part of me really hopes it takes off. Part of me hopes it doesn't just because of the whole user serviceable thing. Right, right. Well, there's always a market for it. Yes, there is. But mm-hmm. but it is a nice piece of hardware, so
1: Yep. Um speaking of hardware, let's move on here into some not so great looking hardware. ZTE, who we also love to hate on. They're, it, they're uh, just they're sp- kind
0: of easy. I don't know that we love to hate on them. It's just whatever. They yeah. are what they
1: are. They have announced the quartz. Well, actually, they haven't announced it. They've hinted at it, and a leak has come out about it. It's a Android Wear 2.0 smartwatch called Quartz. I gotta say, from a name standpoint alone, I like it. Because back in the day, dear listener, children, if you wanted an accurate watch, you had a Quartz movement, because the Quartz crystal vibrates Regularly at a certain interval, so you can use it for really accurate timekeeping. So, to have a wristwatch named Quartz makes sense. You know? That's the only thing I like about it.
0: It's kind of ugly.
1: It, it, it wouldn't be ugly. Ha- okay, so it has a crown, uh, the circle that goes around it, with uh, segments for at the hour marks. It doesn't rotate even though it looks like it should. It looks like it's made of plastic that's trying to be metal, so that's not good. It doesn't have NFC, so that's not good. It doesn't have LTE, but it does have 3G, so that's not good. Um, It does not use a a touchless charger. Instead, it charges through four pins on the back. That's not good, because we know what happens to those charging pins when you sweat. It doesn't have a heartbeat sensor.
0: Which, that right there, no NFC and no heart rate monitor... That right there is a hard pass for me. I, I I have no interest in a in a smartwatch that does not offer that functionality.
1: Yeah, so thanks, no thanks, CTE. I think we're going to go ahead and skip on over to Misfit, who have announced officially the Vapor. That is a bad name for a smartwatch. It makes me think of
0: a fart.
1: It makes me think of hardware we never actually see. In the tech world, vaporware is something that they always talk about, but never actually ever comes out.
0: Kind of like the Elio.
1: Yeah. That you put money down on, right?
0: Oh, They say next year.
1: Of course. Okay, so the Misfit Vapor is also Android 2.0. It has a Snapdragon Wear 2100 with 4 gigs of storage, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, microphone. That's all normal. Heart rate sensor. Good, good. GPS. Okay, like actual dedicated onboard GPS, not using your phone. Two-day battery life. It's better than the watch style. A fully round AMOLED display. No flat tire. Um, and it's a 326 ppi or pixels per inch display. So that's really beautiful. 1.4 inches round. So it's bigger than the Huawei Watch 2. Touch bezel. So it's kind of like the, uh, the rotating one on the gear. But not bad. Uh, water resistance to 50 meters. So you can swim. Oh, and it's only
0: $200. You know, I'm not a big fan of the look of this. But it's got a lot of functionality and features. And the price is really good. It's... This is this is a tempting one.
1: Oh, it also... And, and Misfit has been very forthcoming. It does have NFC for Android Pay. It does not have... Oh, wait, hold on. No, I'm flipping that around. No, it does not have NFC, but it does have an ambient light sensor. That's unfortunate. NFC. Now that I've gotten mine working on my Samsung, uh, my Galaxy Gear S3. Now that I've gotten it working there. I really do enjoy making Samsung pay payments that way.
0: Yeah, that is pretty cool. I'm jealous. I have envy.
1: But um, 200 bucks. That's that's good. Yeah, and for what you get at that price. Um, and they haven't confirmed, but looking at the pictures here, it looks like it's using standard 22mm uh, pins for the band, which means, of course, swappable bands.
0: Yeah. Which, you know, that could be good. I'm not a big fan of the band. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, the face itself looks okay. The crowd, I get what
1: you're saying, though. The cra- the case looks funky. Yeah, th- it looks really... Yeah, that's the main reason I went with my, my Gear S3 is because the case looks like a traditional watch. But yeah. all things considered, this is better than the watch style that Google announced as their ultimate Android Wear experiment.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool.
1: Good, good job, Misfit. Remember when they said they were working on a wearable and we were all just kind of like,
0: eh? Now, didn't miss. Has Misfit come out with fitness trackers in the past?
1: Yes. Typically, that's what they do.
0: Okay, that's what I thought.
1: Yeah. Um, Speaking of Samsung and the Gear S3, I was really... Okay, so when I got the Gear S3, I kind of had that worry that, oh, man, I just know they're going to come out with the Gear S4 here soon, and I will have just pulled the trigger on this, and it's too late for me to take it back, and... You know, as what happens. Yeah. And sure enough, at the latest watch conference, Samsung showed off some new watches. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, jeez. Wait a minute. W- wait. What? So, the first two are watches.
0: Like with Swiss mechanical movements. Yeah. There's
1: gears. They, it's not a smart watch at all. They, They took... The casing for the Gear S3, and they took out all the smart internals and then put in an actual watch.
0: And they look pretty
1: cool. Well, they look a lot like my Gear S3.
0: But no, like with the actual scene of the gears and whatnot. Very cool. I like it. Yeah,
1: Then they have the new premium versions of the Gear S3. These ones are smartwatches. Uh, They have two new um, bezel designs, two new case designs. One of them looks like a very, 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 very subtle difference to the classic that I currently have. And the other one looks like someone tried to jam a socket wrench onto the sides of a Gear S3 and failed. (laughs)
0: Yes. That is a good description. Yeah, that's kind of ugly, I think.
1: Look, there's no accounting for taste. I get that. Everyone's style is different. But the one here, and dear listener, if you go to it, it's here on Android Police, uh, second picture down. The one on the left looks like a watch. It does. And the one on the right looks like what a 14-year-old thinks a watch is.
0: Well, you know, it reminds me, because every now and then I'll go look in a jewelry store and check out their watches. And there's always one or two watches in there. And I'm not a watch snob like you are Zook, but I I still like a pretty watch. And every now and then I'll see one and I look at it and I just think why this is that watch for me. I look at it and I just think why. Right, right. The design is horrible to me.
1: Well, if we're going to go with why, how about the next one? Smart pocket watches.
0: It's it's actually a hybrid
1: Right, so the pocket watch flips open, and in the lid is a traditional watch. And down underneath that is the smartwatch function. Yes. Here's, here's why I'm confused. Pocket watches aren't used by anyone. Even watch aficionados don't actually use pocket watches. Furthermore if you want to get notifications and check out your step count and see who's texting you and you want to keep it in your pocket, you already have one of those. It's called a phone.
0: Yes. You know, I really like pocket watches, but you're exactly right. This kind of defeats the purpose. I think this is for, for the hipster crowd. Right. I
1: love pocket watches too. A good railroader's pocket watch is incredible to find. And, um, it, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of engineering there is. And the entire reason you own one is to say that you have a Railroaders pocket watch. You I, don't actually use it.
0: I have a Mickey Mouse pocket watch. That's nice. It's awesome.
1: Um, back in um, actual usable news, Samsung has said that they are releasing a value pack for the Gear S3 and S2. Uh, it'll have some new apps. Uh, they mentioned Spotify and Nest. Strangely, they don't have one for Samsung things which seems like a misstep. Um, and they're also going to release some new features that have uh, some improvements to S Health and notifications and reminders, which is, you know, good. Maybe they're holding off for their next one, which is the Samsung Bixby. Again, horrible name.
0: We've talked about Bixby a little bit in the past. We unfortunately didn't have a lot of details at the time.
1: We still don't have a ton, but at Bixby is their content context-aware AI assistant.
0: It's their Siri or Cortana yeah,
1: or Google now. Now here's originally I was going to say, no, I don't need another AI. I don't want it not happening for me. Right. Why do I need it? I have Cortana. I have Google now. I have all those different things. I don't need another one. And then I got to thinking, I'm not going to use Google hub one because I don't want to. And two, because of some of the advertising issues we brought up last week, yes. right? Siri is obviously straight out. Cortana is great for my computer, but doesn't seem to really extend real well into other devices yet. But do you know what my house is run on? Samsung Samsung. SmartThings. And what do I have on my watch? What do I have on my wrist? A Samsung Galaxy Gear S3. And what do I have in my pocket? A Samsung Galaxy S7. Without even realizing it, without them even really trying, I have become a Samsung user. And it's not that I love their things above everyone else and I will only buy it. I'm not an Apple zealot for Samsung. It's just lately, they've been building the stuff I want to get. So if there's an assistant just for the house who is separate from my assistant for the computer or from my calendars or whatnot, I actually like that. We've I've lamented in the past about how a lot of these home assistants seem to have problems Remembering that I'm not the only one who lives in this house. Having this totally separate system like Bixby could be it. Yeah. one that isn't integrated with my Google Calendar or isn't dependent upon my Cortana. So that when I'm trying to actually turn up the thermostat, my laptop and my tablet and my desktop aren't all trying to answer me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a... It's a possibility anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, especially in a situation like yours where you are a samsung home i mean i've got my samsung phone that's what i got um i'm kind of all over the place though when it comes to my tech so
1: right well it'll remain to see uh, how this works um our final headline of the night unfortunately delves a bit into politics i really didn't want to but um treasury secretary steve Mnuchin. munchkin munchkin i every time i see that that's what i hear in my head yeah same um so in in an interview he said he's not really worried about ai impacting jobs he doesn't think that's going to be more than not going to be less than 50 to 100 years away and we really don't have anything to worry about perhaps he hasn't you know been out to a mcdonald's that now takes your order through an app and makes it on its own to sell to you, or gotten a ride share from a self-driving car, or realized that many help desks are actually run by bots. If you use the chat function to get customer service, oftentimes you're chatting to a bot.
0: Yeah, I've gotten to the point now where I just assume I'm speaking with a bot.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of tech communities and industrialists are really, really fast to just lambast them. Some are dumbfounded. Um, one of the former chief U S chief data scientists, um, pointed to a report that had already been prepared by the Obama administration saying, uh, we need to get ready right now. Um, the, just the fact that he just completely dismissed it out of hand is
0: a little bit alarming. It tells me he probably is more out of touch than we would like our politicians to be.
1: Hmm. Uh, writer Scott Stens uh, sentence uh, tweeted, and I love this one. That's like dismissing a boy as crying wolf when half your village is being eaten by a pack behind you. Yeah. So
0: that's a good analogy. Yay.
1: I love that analogy. All right, into our favorites. Mine might be considered a little bit controversial. Um. So the term special needs has risen to. Describe people with handicaps, because we don't like describing them as handicaps. Um, Back when we were being raised, uh, such terms as uh, developmentally delayed or mentally retarded were used. But those were often uh, viewed as insults. Even then, they were viewed as insults, but we didn't have any other term. Then the term special needs arose, and I've always hated it. I've always hated that phrase. But that's not really a phrase I can go out and say how dumb it is because a, I don't have special needs and B. Well, neither not, is, that,
0: not that you're willing not to that I can talk there. about
1: here on this show <laughs> and, and, and B no one else I know is like that either. Right. That's like, that's like the white guy telling you, Oh yeah, racism doesn't exist. Why? We once had a black president and I know a guy who's black.
0: All my friends are black,
1: right? You know, that's, That's one of the worst things you can say. And so just like that, I could never really say anything saying, you know, special needs doesn't make a lot of sense. That sounds like something you say so the parents feel better about having a kid with a different development to make them feel better. Oh, oh, your child just has special needs. You're such an angel. Well, maybe your kid's just a jerk. Jerks have special needs, too. Well, there's this video that came out, and I feel bad that I was late to the party on this one because World Down Syndrome Day was March 21st. And they ran a campaign said, hashtag not special needs. And it is a video that goes really different than I expected, but I found myself just laughing hysterically to it, saying that we're not special needs. Special needs would be like, and then they'd list off a whole bunch of examples. It's a really well-made video. It is hilarious. If At the very least, it might make you change your viewpoint slightly. Uh, I really suggest you and you watch it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're just like everyone else. They have their ups and they have their downs. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) Zooks just shaking his head at me. (laughs) So, my favorite this week is a little bit different as well. Um, I really like tea, like, a lot. I order tea by the case from Amazon because I cannot find the teas that I like in the store. And while I was in in Cleveland this last week... I discovered a new kind of tea, and I came home and I bought some. And it is from, I think the company is called Tezo. Is that how you pronounce it? I think so, yeah. Uh, But it is cocoa Mint Mate. It is cocoa peel, peppermint, spearmint, and Yorba Mate, Yorba Mate. And it is delicious. Absolutely delicious. So if you like tea and you like chocolate and you like mint, this is one that you definitely want to check out. Um, it is it is absolutely delicious. I've had two cups of it today alone. I think I'm going to go through this stuff faster than I go through the usual stuff that I drink. So um, yeah, check it out. If you like tea, this one may be for you.
1: Oh, jeez! Now I have something to try. All right. Well, that is our show this week. Hey, you know what? Don't forget. Zoner is on the move. You want to track him down uh, and post for some swag. Um, let us know what you're thinking. Send us a happy birthday. You know, we like that, too. You know, Grandma doesn't send us $10 anymore. Maybe you can.
0: His grandma's um Grandma's dead.
1: Well, or senile in my case. Uh, <laughs> feedback <laughs> at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call at 801-917-GEEK twitter facebook you know the rest and until next time cheers
0: good day this has been a stolen droids media production